my face is. Hello, welcome back. <laughs> okay, she's on today. Anna, Anna is back. Um, you can already hear us laughing because that's what we do together best. Anna D S L P is back. She is here today to talk all about time management and just time saving tips in general because we all see you on Instagram and you have so much going on. You're running your business, your GPT business. You have a private practice. You have kids, which you're like constantly, I feel like at their hockey and everything, like you have so much going on. You have a social life, like you're managing it all. And I'm really excited to talk about this with you. For anyone out there who, for some reason, is like wondering who Anna DSLP is, so guaranteed everyone already knows. For anyone out there listening who's not sure, can you give you a brief introduction of who you are, where you're from, and all? So obviously, my name is Anna. I'm a speech language pathologist. I live in Alberta, Canada. So a fellow Canadian, just like Shannon. I have an Instagram page, Anna DSLP, and a Teachers Bay Teachers store. And I love play-based therapy and I work with preschoolers um, that have severe speech and language delays and I've been doing this for a really long time and I'm not going to say how long because then I feel old <laughs> <laughs> um if, if anyone wants to check out her store like I don't just say this because you're on my podcast you uh, your products are my favorite like I don't know if anyone listening feels this way but some people's products just make sense in my head how to use it like it just makes sense. I don't know how else to explain it, but some people's products, I'm like a little confused and I'm like, oh, I can't spend the time trying to figure it out. I just, for some reason, it doesn't make sense in my brain, but all your products, I'm like, I get how to use it. It is so like functional and I can use it in so many ways. And it's just really like, I think everyone should um, check that out. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That's kind of my goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So time-saving tips. Anna and I discussed, and we, um, Anna has like five key kind of tips to help with time management. So I thought we could just kind of walk through each one. So your first one is time batching. Can you explain what that is to people who aren't sure and how you use it? Yes. So time batching just means doing a lot of the same thing at the same time. So one thing that you might have heard of is like meal prepping on the weekend so that you have all your meals ready for the week. You can do that with anything in your life. It doesn't have to be just with meal prepping. You can just get a lot more done if you're doing the same thing over and over again, because you just kind of get into a rhythm and get into a system. So for example, if you're writing reports, writing 10 reports in one day, you'll be more efficient than writing half a report on one day, three quarters of a report the other day, just because your brain's kind of in that zone already. Same thing with laminating or prepping your activities that you've bought. That's something that I do. If I buy 10 resources, I'll wait until I have a bunch, sit down and just get them all done at the same time. Um, When it comes to like TPT creation, you know, doing 20 pins at one time instead of trying to do two here and two there. So that's kind of a really effective way to save time and kind of applying it to whatever you have going on in your life. So for me, um, I'm homeschooling my kids this year. And like Shannon said, I have a lot of other things going on. So I will pick today is the day we are doing homeschool and we do homeschool till we're blue in the face, but we get a lot done. We learn a ton. And that's kind of my priority for that day. And then the next day might be like, okay, I'm doing all my private practice clients today, which is something I do um, just because that just gets you in the zone and you're not like switching. You don't have that like adjustment between tasks. So yeah. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do you ever time batch like chunks of the day or do you find you do like a whole day with one thing? Like what's the easiest? So for me, what works is doing the kind of the day. I had this when I used to have this sign on my wall that said, um, either I look good or the house looks good. And it's kind of like, that's sort of my attitude is like either today is gonna be a day that I do tons of stuff for my TPT store. Tomorrow's the day that I'm gonna do all my home errands. That works for me. I know that that's not possible for everybody, obviously. Um, and when I was in a different time in my life, I definitely did like blocks of time as opposed to days of time. It just, I mean, it depends on where you are in your life. And you yeah. mentioned already, like you choose a priority for the day, but that's one of your other tips, prioritizing for the day. So what does that look like day to day? I have a lot on my plate. I find that everything goes smoothly as long as I get done what needs to get done that day, if that makes sense. And that works for me. So for example, I know that on Thursdays, I have 12 private practice clients back to back. So on Wednesday, that means I should probably make food for the next day, right? So I kind of look at my schedule and move backwards from the things that I know have to happen and then kind of schedule back like the days back from that, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? I think so. <laughs> okay, so not really. So like kind of starting with what is the most important thing that you have to do that week that you know isn't going to go away. So whether it's taking your kids to hockey practice, which it would be for me, or, you know, you have IPP meetings or whatever it is, starting with those things that you know are non-negotiable and then scheduling your other things before that, like so that you know that the next day when you're running from to 10 IPP meetings, you're not worrying about what you're going to have for supper because you worried about that the day before. Mm -hmm. And that comes with that batching as well. Right. Yeah. 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 I could see how those go together. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important when you're like looking at your to-do list, what is the things you actually need to do and what's the things that aren't that important? Because sometimes we just put it all together and then it's just really overwhelming. Definitely. And I think, I think I talk about that in one of my tips after words, so we can get to that, but yes, definitely being like, what actually is important here and what maybe can wait and doesn't need to be done right now. And I think that's what happens when a lot of people feel like they're not being um, efficient or getting a lot done is they're wasting their time doing a lot of things that are like busy work that don't actually really need to be done um, or not finishing a task completely. It's also, that's why I like batching because you actually finish things. Whereas if you just start things and finish and like move from task to task, you don't actually finish anything and you feel unaccomplished yeah that's yeah. true like you just can get it done okay and then another tip so we've done batching prioritizing for the day the third one is time coding your to-do lists what does that look like okay so for that I have always have a to-do list and I know that that's kind of like you know there's some podcasters and books saying that we shouldn't have to-do lists we should have goals but to-do lists work for me and I have them sorted by the amount of time the task is going to take so that when I sit down at my desk I'm not sitting for 10 minutes thinking hey what am I going to do with my half an hour I have 10 minute tasks 20 minute tasks 30 minute tasks hour tasks two hour tasks so when I sit down at my desk I have a list of 20 things under each time frame that I can do with that free time. Yeah, I think that one's key because I don't think a lot of people do that, but it helps so much to know. One thing that I thought of when you're saying that is my brother always says, if the five minute rule, like if it takes five minutes or less, just do it, just get it done. Yeah. But it's kind of like that too, because you can visualize like what's going to take, what can I just bang out in a 30 minute time slot if you know. Right. And it just, even though you, even though you kind of have an idea, actually writing it out is helpful. I've, I found that too. I don't, I do it in a little different. I like put the time 
not how long the task will take. Like I put the time and the day and then what I'll do. So that's kind of the same thing a little bit, but I feel like that, that can be really helpful. And then you can finish that task. And I think that's one of my biggest tips too, is like, don't start a task if you can't finish it. That's works for me. And then you feel accomplished and you're motivated to, to, to do something else. Right. It's not like, Oh, I, walked around for half an hour in circles and got nothing done. <laughs> or by the time I figured out what I was doing, my time was up. So I'll often have like a half an hour block randomly that I didn't expect to have. And then it's nice to just know like, oh, I can actually accomplish something in this time. So batching, prioritizing, time coding, to-do lists. Next is forms and templates. So what do you mean by that? What, what, how, how will that help us save time? Well, if there's something that you're redoing over and over and over again, having it written out for you so that you can reuse it is very, very helpful. So I have tons of templates that I use. So report templates, I have session note templates that I send home that I use. I have a goal bank that I use. All of those things really help me save time so that I'm not recreating the wheel. So for the first 10 years of my career, I'd sit down and I'd be like, I feel like I've written in a report kind of like this before. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, that was like Johnny. Like, okay, when did I see John? So I would like try to find that student's report to use kind of as a template. And then I finally like sat down and just made myself a killer template that I can rip, rip out a report in 15, 20 minutes now that would have taken me four to five hours. Just, you know, it's a really big time saver. Or if you're sending home homework for kids, instead of rewriting it, even if it's like four sentences that you're retyping or rewriting, that all adds up. So even just having like a template where you can just type in, this is the sound we're working on instead of today in speech, be blah, 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 whatever it might be. Um, so really, really helpful. And I mean, that's going to vary depending on, you know, your work situation and your employer and all of that. But I think that having those specific to your needs and your students' needs are important. What that could be really helpful for is emails. Cause I feel like everyone's always saying emails, emails, and I'm complaining about it too. And if we can make more templates for emails, we would save so much time because we don't necessarily get paid to write emails, but for some reason we have so many emails. So it's nice to have like a template for maybe your first email to a parent or things like that. Yes. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's another one that like a welcome letter to families. I have a like a welcome assessment letter to families. Like, this is what I'm going to be looking at. This is what you can expect. Um, yeah, all of those things. So anything that you are doing frequently, make a template for it. Emails, phone calls, even voicemails. If you're gonna, you know, we sit there and like, how am I gonna leave this voicemail? Have it written out that you can script it out and read it to yourself. Anything like that, that you're finding you do very like often, even if it's like a grocery list, but you're picking up your groceries, like have that list saved on your, phone so that you can just go and and edit it as needed or whatever like mm -hmm. yeah no I think that's a big one okay your fifth one and I really like I this one I feel like people need to hear decide <laughs> on what's worth doing and what's worth paying for I think that's so key can you talk about that yes so there are certain things I think that everybody hates doing and that exhaust them um Maybe it's cleaning your house. That's what it is for me. Um, maybe it's washing your car or getting your car detailed or whatever it might be. And it drains you and it takes time away from your family and your friends. And it doesn't sound so, like bring you joy. Pay for someone else to do it. And I know that not everybody is in a situation to do that. However, I find that if it's going to make you feel better and save you time so that you can spend it being productive in another area, it's going to be worth it. So 
myself. I got a cleaner. It's the best thing I've ever done because they come for one hour and it saves me eight to 10 hours a week, which is huge that I could be doing something else. I could pick up another private client. I could take my kids to the park. I could do something that I really, really enjoy doing. Um, you know, so I think it is important or if it is maybe getting like meals delivered, I can't even think of one, like go fresh, go fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Getting that delivered because you, uh, I don't, obviously I like cooking, so I don't mind that. I don't do that. You can tell, but, you know, getting those meals delivered because you absolutely hate grocery shopping and you don't like cooking or whatever it might be, you know, treating yourself because life's too short to be miserable all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that one. I know some people do gro literally grocery. I think that's what you're saying. Grocery deliveries where they don't yes. go to the grocery store. I did that for a while. It was kind of nice because I was like, no, I don't like I, I can't stand going to the grocery store. I don't know why it just kills me. And so I just started getting it delivered. I stopped now <laughs> and I'm going again. Certain things you can do and then you have mm -hmm. more time for other things, especially when you're thinking about it. Like if you have, if you save time in one area, you can take on more private, private clients. You can work on your TPT store. Like you can be productive in other ways. So you can actually yes. saving money almost for doing that. Right. Or rest. And for some people that might be what it is. Like when I was in my first five years of being a speech path, all I wanted to do was sleep. So like, honestly, even if it gives you time to sleep, to rest so that you feel better prepared for Monday morning, like it's worth it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that one. Okay. So I want to go over those five tips and then you have some bonus tips. So mm. the five ones we talked about batching time batching. I think that can be so helpful. And I think that's something that not a lot of people are that familiar with. Cause I remember when I first heard about that on another podcast, I was like, Whoa, I've never even thought about that before. And that makes so much sense. Um, prioritizing for the day. So you're not all over the place time coding your to-do list, knowing that, you know, like knowing how long something takes, if you have all of a sudden a free 20 minutes, you know, oh, I can get this report over with, or I can update this treatment plan. Cause I know it's going to take that much time forms and templates. That's so huge having, and even like you have some on your TBT store, like freebies for like recommendations mm -hmm. for stickers, like things like that. That's so mm -hmm. helpful. That's where they came from you. because I was sick of rewriting the same strategies 25 times a week. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And like people should check out your goal bank. I have it. And it's so mm. helpful because if you're going to be writing the same goals, it's really helpful to just literally copy and paste the goal or you don't even need to copy and paste it. Cause yours, you just, it's very cool. <laughs> I don't know. How to explain you it. just click it and there yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So forms and templates. And then I have one more thing to say about forms and templates. Your why we play in therapy. You have why we play in therapy and you have a few other ones, things like that, where you would be explaining it to parents or you'd be searching to find. I have found those so helpful. Those ones are from my email, like their email list. Yes. There's, it's confusing because there's freebies on the TPT store and then there's like email exclusive freebies. So it is kind of complicated, but those ones that you're talking about, like why we play in speech therapy, characteristics of playful learning, toys for different levels of play, a play assessment form. Those are all things that I created for a need, like that I needed because I couldn't find and have been such time savers. That's kind of my... That's kind of my TBT thing. I try to create things that are time-saving. <laughs> Everyone needs to go subscribe to your email list because those have helped me so much with, Thank I you. give them like all my sessions with preschoolers, <laughs> literally. And so I just feel like that's really helpful. So everyone should go subscribe to your email list and check out the ones on your TPT store. And then the last one was decide on what's worth doing and what's worth paying for. So key. And it will be different for everyone. It might be like a nanny or a babysitter or grocery right. delivery or cleaning. But I just think that's so important to really know what you can just outsource. <laughs> yes. 
that's totally it, right? Yeah, there are certain things worth it. Dog walk, leaving, I've, a friend of mine pays someone to walk her dog because she doesn't have time. Like, you know, whatever it is, that's going to give you more time. So you have two bonus tips. The first one, priorities. Can you talk about that? Okay, so this is maybe going to be a little harsh, but I think that when I hear people say, I wish I could do that. I just don't have the time. I think they're liars and I think they're lying to themselves. And this is harsh. And I'm, and I'm saying this from my own experience because I used to say I didn't work out because I didn't have time. And then it's been a year since quarantine and I worked out like seven times. So it wasn't the time that was the problem. You have to like admit to yourself what you actually prioritize and what you actually value. And it's okay to say like, I don't read books because I don't like it. Or I don't read books because it's not important to me. But I think it is interesting to phrase that to yourself, to be honest with yourself. Like, I don't do this because it's not important to me, not because I don't have time. And if you reword it that way, and if you say something that's like, oh, it's because I don't think it's important, your whole mind shift will change. And you'll realize like, oh, shoot, maybe I should make this important or maybe it's not important to me. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's, I think people, a lot of the times are lying to themselves when they tell themselves they don't have time because we all have the same amount of time in a day. It's just about how we manage it and what we find, what we think is important. Right. So yeah, to you. That's so key because I think when you say like, Oh, I, when like the reading books, I think is a good example because we're both big readers and I'll have a lot mm-hmm. of people saying, Oh, I wish I could read yeah. that, that many books, but I just don't have time. And it's like, it's just changing the, it's shifting your kind of like outlook. It's like, no, I don't read books because I don't prioritize reading books. And then it's like, do you want to prioritize reading? And then you can kind of decide right. like, Oh, maybe I do want that to be a priority for me. It's not that right. it's time. Like it's just because right. some people say that I'm like, but I don't really watch TV. So I guess I could say that to you. Like you watch 10 hours of Netflix a week. I, I don't. So, right. It just depends on what you think. And that's okay. And it's okay. If you don't like reading books, doesn't matter. But I think people say that to make themselves feel better. That's, yeah. that's what it is. And, it, and you just need to be honest with yourself. Like, you know, it's quite liberating. <laughs> I totally <laughs> so agree. Just, like, I don't shovel my driveway until we get a Chinook because I hate it or whatever. Like whatever it's like, like it goes back to like really getting to know yourself because it's like you just need to get to know yourself better because it's so funny to me that you were so honest you're like I thought I didn't work out because I didn't have time <laughs> pandemic hit I had more time and I don't work out because I don't want to <laughs> I hate it I hate it so much yeah <laughs> so once you accept that and it doesn't make it like it's not necessarily like that it's good. I've just realized like, okay, now I'm like, okay, I don't like it. It's not because I don't have time, but I should do it. And then you can kind of reframe it that way and decide if it's something you want to pursue or not. But yeah, when it's, when people say to me, oh, I wish I could, I just don't have time. I'm like, well, I have the same amount of hours in a day that you do. I mean, totally. I, I feel like an example for me is that I'm, it's making me think about is like, I have been ordering in so much food and I always say to myself, like, it's because I just don't have time to cook. Like I don't have time. Like I get home so late. I just don't have time. And it's like, no, I have time. I don't even, I literally don't have kids. I live alone. I don't work three days of the week. And I'm trying to tell myself that I don't have time. Right. So then it's, well, you have to batch or you could batch. If you decide that it was something that was important to you, you could batch on Sunday or if you wanted to 
right? Yeah. But you, so you come to my house, I'll cook for you and you work out for me. Can it work like that? Love that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> that's music for my ears. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay. Okay. Last one that you have is thinking about how to use our materials in therapy. Yes. So now this is like definitely more to speech language, but tailored towards speech paths is I think that's what made me fall in love with play-based therapy. So when I say play-based therapy, that doesn't mean that it's a free-for-all, that the child is completely ruling the roost and that there's always toys involved. So play-based therapy, actually, when you look up the definition, is just that you're kind of reading the child's engagement and the child is interested and engaged and learning the entire time. That's kind of the definition. So that could be sharing a book together. That could be playing with toys. It could be playing a board game, whatever it is. But the um, targets are happening naturally in the activity. It's not like a um, take a turn, say a word, get a reinforcement kind of a thing. It's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more natural. And research has shown that kids do learn faster that way. So, anyways, um, so by learning to take one resource and just using it with your entire caseload is like the most liberating thing you can ever do. Like I remember sitting and for every session, I would have this like laminated printed prepped set of materials and each kid would have like three of their own. So I would be like, have 40 different resources that I spent all this money on and all this time laminating and then kids wouldn't show up. And then I couldn't even use them for the next session. It was, it's annoying. So learning to say like, Hey, I'm going to play with a ball today in all of my sessions to work on turn-taking, to work on the buffoning, to work on the concepts up and down. Like it just gives you so much more time. Yeah. 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 Yes. I've mentioned this in the podcast before. So people might be like, okay, Shannon, we've heard this before, but for anyone who's listening that hasn't heard this, what I think of when you say that is like, and I might've even said this to you, but um, a clinical educator I had the way she explained this to me, and I think it can help new grads because it's, it kind of changes your, shifts your perspective when you start doing that, where you choose one toy and you start thinking like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to work on spatial concepts? How, and it's like, feels really overwhelming. But if you write down, like played, if you write down on a sheet, Play-Doh, ball, bubbles, balloon, and then you write your, your common goals that you're working on with a lot of your kids, following directions, spatial concepts, like all the, and then you tick off how many goals you can target with each thing and you'll realize like whoa with ball I can literally target every goal I'm using ball (laughs) I think the beauty especially with preschool but I also think that you can use play-based therapy with older kids but the beauty with preschool is that like if we have to think that hard of how to target a goal is it super functional I that's always been kind of my attitude if it's like this child will use this type of sentence with this type of this in this particular situation I'm like but you have to plan like only four activities are ever going to let you elicit that goal how how functional is that how much generalizing are you going to get how like we want it to be something that you can target with anything because that's how kids are going to learn and things that are relevant to them because they'll go home and play with that ball and remember hey Shannon was telling me up down I mean they might not they won't explicitly say that but you know what I mean like Oh, I remember this when I played with this again, because it's happening in their own environment. So, yeah. Yeah. And then along that same line, if we are having that hard of time thinking of activities, how are parents supposed to be working on this at home? Right. That's exactly it. Right. So, um, and I think too, when parents, so I think you and I both always have parents in our sessions, right? Just, yeah. I always have parents or aides watching. So 
a big part of my job is kind of coaching and telling them how they can work on stuff at home. And it's crazy to me when I would bring like cool toys, not that a ball's not cool, but like toys that are a little more obscure, maybe a little pricier that aren't as, you know, they're not in every home. Like, man, I need that toy. You don't, you don't need the toy. You don't need that toy. It's not the toy. It's the skills. It's the, you know, the imagination of the therapist using it. It's not that toy. So I've kind of like, I do use some of those like cooler toys sometimes, but I do try to really stick to the basics that parents are going to have and say like, oh, I can actually do this at home because I have Play-Doh. I have bubbles. I have a board game or whatever. Right. Um, So that there's not like that barrier of accessibility. It almost feels like, I think for some families and stuff. I find like, it's interesting because the first session I'll have with parents a lot of the time, they'll sometimes come out of the session thinking like if we played a specific board game, they'll say like, should I buy that board game? And I'm like, do you have a board game at all? And they're like, yeah, we have board games, but should I buy that one? And I'm like, no. Right. Like, right. Yeah. It's funny. And it's like, not even just the speech pathology. I was talking to this about my, with my hairdresser. And she's like, how many times I hear people say, oh, I need that comb. She's like, I can back comb your hair, your hair with my fingers. Like, it's not the comb, right? It's not the, it's just a, like whatever therapy resource you're using, it's just a vessel. It's not, it, you know, and it shouldn't be the, the do or die kind of yeah. like it's the way you use all of these things. And I encourage SLPs to take their resources that are made for language and use them for speech sounds and, and try to think outside of the box of the way that that um, resource was designed to be used and use it in a variety of different ways. Thank you so much for coming on, Anna. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for having me. Can you tell everyone where to find you and where to connect with you? And everyone listening is going to be like, yeah, haha, Shannon, like we're already all following her. <laughs> we already- <laughs> Okay, but just in case there's anyone, can you tell them where to find you and about your store and everything like that? All right, so Anna DSLP, that's kind of my name everywhere. It doesn't vary from platform to platform. So I have a Facebook page and we have a private play-based preschool speech therapy page on Facebook. If you want to check that out on my website at AnnaDSLP.com where you can get access to those freebies we were talking about. And then on Teachers Pay Teachers, Anna DSLP and Instagram. Anna DSLP as well. Yeah. So everyone go, please check out Anna's store, her Instagram, follow her. You are like my favorite SLP. <laughs> you are so supportive of me with all my Instagram stuff. She, like Anna was the first person I went to when my SLP corner got completely destroyed in September. So and you. you I've like vented to you about starting off working and you've just been so supportive and you're so supportive of so many SLPs. And I feel like you just bring so much positivity to the community. And so I just, yeah. So thanks for coming on. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. Thanks, Shannon. Yeah. I hope everyone found this helpful. I think a lot of these are just like simple things you can add to your routine and hopefully it'll just help your time management. We can all, we can all improve. (laughs) We can all improve. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on and I will see everybody next Monday.